0: How in the world did you get to be the attorney for the Charleston School Board? <laughs> why didn't they get a Why didn't they get a name guy from Fort Smith or something?
1: The easiest question uh, you could have asked me. They they, t- they chose me as attorney for the school board because I was the only lawyer in town. I was also a city attorney because I was the only lawyer in town.
0: Well, you're just, I think, three years out of law school, and here comes this landmark decision from the U.S. Supreme Court, Brown versus Board of Education, and your school board immediately agrees to go along with that, but first they want to get the advice of their their attorney, and you told them to go along with
1: it. I did tell them I thought it was the right thing to do. It was obviously the right thing to do. I had gone to law school uh, up north in Chicago, and uh, we had... Northwestern. Northwestern. And we had, uh, we had blacks in our classes and I had become perfectly accommodated to that. And I just didn't feel the way most southerners did about it because of that experience. I don't think I did anyway, but that's, yeah, I may be attributing too much to myself on that. But in any event, I told them that that decision was irrevocable, that we were going to integrate in this country because the Supreme Court had ordained it, it was now the law of the land and I thought it was better to do it early rather than late. And I knew, I won't say I knew, but I felt reasonably certain that there was gonna be a real firestorm at some point in the southern part of the United States. And I wanted us to avoid that if we possibly could. And since the school board was of a mind to do it, which was rather shocking, most unusual, they were willing to do it And I certainly wanted to encourage him to do it and get it over with. And uh, I don't want to aggregate too much to my role in it, but it it turned out beautifully.
0: You were a little worried about what the school board had done?
1: I was worried because I thought, you know, we could have a real firestorm right there in Charleston. I mean, I knew that people might accept it, but they were going to accept it grudgingly. Even though I always felt that Charleston was rather unique in in several ways. We had some well-educated people and we had some cultured people in that little small town. And I just knew in my, as I said, heart of hearts, that the school board, the fact that the school board was coming to me saying, you know, this is essentially a fait accompli with us. We've agreed that we ought to integrate our schools and take these black children from the little one-room frame schoolhouse out two miles east of town and bring them into town to school. As you know, we were we were carting uh, the high school students to Fort Smith every day, which was about a 46 mile a day commute. So they were having to hire a bus driver and the expenses of the, of the bus, and they had a black school teacher in this little one room school. And they were talking in terms of economics, how much money they could save. $4,000, I think, to be precise. But that was a lot of money back then. So for all of those reasons, and plus, but as I say, the overriding thing in my opinion, was the morality of it. It should be done. It had to be done. And, you know, later on in talking about it, I used to quote Hubert Humphrey said, this will never be a good place for any of us to live. It's a good place for all of us to live. And that's what I felt about it then.
0: Well I think, though, that there must be some kind of a belief system at work with Dale Bumpers as this young attorney that causes you to take that stand beyond the law. Because what's going to come down from the Supreme Court is all delivered speed. Well, some states made that de- a decade, more than a decade. Yes. And, and so here you're engaging this right off. What was the belief system that's at work here with Dale Bumpers that you take this position? And this is the part about the morality.
1: Well, I, I like to believe that it's based mostly, of course, on parental training and being a Methodist sons School boy. You know, we learned all the little uh, stories about in the Bible about how we're all equal and God loves us all and that sort of thing and he didn't exclude black children or black people. And, uh, you know, for whatever else anybody may think, uh, I have attributed the stories that I learned in Methodist School to virtually what I am, what I believe, who I am, what I stood for all these years. And that was just, that was one example.